Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting, sitting to my right, Eman Bates. The PIP, that is me, and we're back with episode 7D. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, it, fits. <laughs> it was a stretch, but it fits. <laughs> <laughs> that song that we started off the podcast with um, is Melody's Echo Chamber, and it's called You Won't Be Missing That Part of Me. And the reason I uh, started the podcast with that song is for a couple of reasons. One, I talked about her a little bit last week in my uh, Something Old, Something New segment as the, uh, like I uh, referenced her as, to me, it sounding like a Tame Impala, only female version. And we got to figuring out that it's because Kevin Parker from Tame Impala produced that album. Um, But yeah, then the other reason I decided to play it is because as we are leaving uh, Black History Month, we are now entering women's history month so i wanted to highlight a little bit of the women and some of the things i talk about today so that was the reason that i chose that song but uh yeah moving on uh i'll kick it over to e-man to introduce our guest in the studio today yes sir so sitting to my immediate right we have the artist known as frost is rad who has a lot of things going for him got a video career going you got the music you got looks like the dope ass logo with the t-shirts and everything too photos photos, a little bit of everything huh yeah kind of a jack of (laughs) all time media man yes thank you thanks for being here man no i appreciate you know the invite and the welcome and yes hi i'm frost is rad and this is episode 70. Yes, sir. Episode (laughs) seven. yes sir our podcast is uh getting up there but um I'm I'm interested to know about kind of the stuff that you make. So I know that you got your hands in a lot of the a lot of different bags. Um, what is your favorite outlet? Your favorite creative outlet? I guess I should ask you first. Um, my favorite outlet is when I combine all of them together mm-hmm. to make one product. So, um, what I call it is AV Club. That's my music. That's my visuals. Um, my storytelling, my art, all put in one and. It's basically just a big show that I'm putting on. Um, I started with the music that I'm putting out. I've mainly only shot videos for other artists um, along the way, but now I'm at the point where I have mine written out and ready to go. So we're in the filming process right now. So once you start to see the videos, you'll understand why it's called AV Club because, you know, I got the, the visual down and now my audio has become visual as well. Did you... Do you know uh, Joe Commission by chance? Oh, shout out to Joe. Did he, you do his video? I did. Ah, that's how I know you. Okay, yeah, that's and, what it was. Well, and he referred me to... Too much, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. what it was. Yeah. Because I remember, did you go to... You went to the video release party, right? I was there. Oh, that I was, was there? Joe. Yeah, what up? Okay, we, we <laughs> have met each other before. Absolutely. That's what it was. Shout out to Detroit Rap and Joe Commission, man. <laughs> hey, Joe, Joe helped <laughs> me get here. <laughs> he told me, he was like, you would really fit in. With beats and brews, you should go on there. And I was like, "Word." He was like, "Yeah." So I was like, "Okay." And here we are. Here we go. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's pretty cool, then. So when you're, it's interesting that you do all of that. So when you're writing your music, are you at the same time you're writing? Are you thinking about what that your video is going to look like too, or do you kind of do it piece by piece? Do you handle one step at a time, or is it kind of like? All right, so I have this song and this theme. I know I want the video to look like this, this and that. Or how do you create, or how do you go about the creative process? Well, and all honestly, um, I write a lot of music. Mm-hmm. And then 
when I'm done writing it, I'm like, oh, the video should look like this. And then I get to the studio, shout out to Asar. I end up just freestyling the whole song. I don't use anything I write. It just, it changes. I don't know what, what happened with the dynamics, but I never use any of my written songs. And it's the same with the video. That's interesting. Like even when yeah. I do a treatment for an artist, we'll get there and I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. I mm-hmm. got a new idea. And they, they go with it yeah. and they like it. And we just normally, we just freestyle everything. We just go with the moment. That's just kind of how it goes. It's yeah. kind of dope. I have actually. a weird creative process, but it works, and I love it. It's it's some it's, it's a method to the madness, it if is. you will. It is. Maybe my subconscious already knows what I'm going to do. I don't know. And do you do <laughs> production on on the music as well? Um, I do have some songs that I've made the production to, but those aren't out yet. Okay. And do you have? Um, I'm just curious if you have a title for the project that you got that you're working on right now yet. Um, there's a few in my head. But right now, I'm just I'm really just dropping singles for a little while. Cool. So I have uh, multiple singles lined up every month until next year. So do you think you're going to do it kind of like almost to, to kind of compare it to someone that uh, people might know of? Like, I like how Joyner Lucas kind of rolled out his last like batch of music where he did basically singles for upwards of two years where it was a single with a video ready to rock every every like couple of months yeah and it worked it, it was a good uh, his video i mean joiner's videos are crazy so always, he like, always attention he he talked about uh sorry to cut you no, no sorry to cut you off, but I yeah just, on, i'll talk a little bit more about that because i remember when i actually went to the joiner lucas show at magic stick he actually talked about the i'm not racist song specifically mm-hmm. he goes yeah so we made the beat then i record the song and then i got all my boys together made or the two guys together in the video which are boys made them made them actually learn the lyrics to that, and then they shot the video all within like a week. That's so dope. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I don't even know how people do that. But yeah, speaking of videos, man, I want to talk to you because you actually have like a pretty impressive like video career. It looks like mm-hmm. with like other artists. So like, who have you shot for, and how did you how did you get into it? Well, um, I guess we could start at the very beginning. Um, so my buddy Asar, he's a engineer in the city he's he does a lot of work with like royce and a lot of like the big name detroit people almost everyone goes through his studio at some point or some time that's the one in uh Royal Oak? um it's or in not detroit Oak, uh, Eastside. okay um so basically we were just chilling one day and we were like we should shoot videos and he was like i think that's a good idea too and i was like but i don't know how to do it he was like but you take photos and i was like yeah i do take photos so then we bought a camera we bought the best camera we could afford at the time which was a canon 5d and it was it was better than everybody. It was actually Canon's first camera that did was an SLR and did video. Mm-hmm. And then we brought it to the studio, and Royce was there. And we was like, "Hey, Royce, you want to shoot a video?" And Royce didn't really like shooting videos back then, but he was like, "Cool." How long ago was this? Shit, this was a long time ago. Bar exam one. Oh shit! Nice. So oh, actually, damn. before damn. that, probably was it um, boom? Bam! Goddamn! It was the October freestyle. Oh jeez. And it was, and we shot it, we edited it, and we put it up. Basically, we shot it at night. We put it up in the morning. and went straight to World Star. It was the worst video I've ever shot in my life. <laughs> I learned how to use Final Cut that day. Yeah. Um, like, you could read it in the comments. It was like, we were like, Jesus, God. <laughs> we got fried. <laughs> so, basically, after that, we were like, okay, we got to get better. So, then we shot some videos for Vicious. We shot some videos for Ty Ferris, Marv One. We went down the list um, of everyone. And... That's really how I started to get better because I was like, I can't I can't do that again. That that was stressful. So as the years went on, I got better. I ended up getting to shoot a video for D12, 
became friends with Denon, um, Caniva, all those guys. Like I, I shoot video, I shot videos for them, and I was like, "This is crazy." I was listening to you all through high school. Like that's wild. This was awesome. I, now I'm helping you with something. Like it was, it was amazing. So we actually, I actually just shot a video maybe a month ago for Caniva and Swift's new album. Um, nice. that yeah, yeah that just came out, out, didn't it? Yeah, Did it? it's yeah. like it's super dope. They're like doing like Nino Brown stuff, dangling somebody over a roof. Like the video is yeah. really fun. You guys will like that. I shot a video for Fat Father about a month ago. Super dope lyricist. And of course, Ty Ferris, we stay working. Um, other people I work with that's not in the city, um, dude named Pittsburgh Slim. Uh, he was signed to uh, Death I like Jam. when girls kissing girls. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and I will tell you, when, when he flew me out to Pittsburgh, uh, he's truly a rock star. <laughs> like the things I, I, like we shot a video called Sex Tape. It was full of models and... Oh man, it was <laughs> fun fact. He is a rock star. I like always like Pittsburgh uh, Slim. I remember they actually he wasn't Jay Z actually passed on Asher Roth for Pittsburgh Slim. Yep, and really? they, they actually yeah. beat for a little while. Yeah, because of that. <laughs> I didn't because know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Hey, I, I I'm I'm speaking you up, Pittsburgh. We about to do some new music I mean, together this was, too. This was pre Mac Miller, clearly. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh is actually working on some like Nirvana-ish type music. It's pretty sweet. That's crazy. Um, the Kid Cudi route, huh? Yeah, man. Speeding bullet to heaven. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, I love that album. So we'll we'll jump to the next person. So I did some stuff with DJ Busy. He flew me out to do one of his first videos. He had these two girls that were rapping, and they were going crazy. I met this dude named Danny Seth while I was down there. Danny Seth is really big in the UK. He went on, I believe, he went on tour with Pulse Malone. Oh shit! Um, I shot his first video. <laughs> Um, Eric Bellinger came to town. I did a photo yeah. shoot for him. Crazy. And then he just went nuts after that. Like he fucking made that goat song and yep. all these other like did an album with Chris Brown. I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> um and it's probably more people, but I can't think of them right now. Right. But yeah, I, I put some work in. Yeah, hell yeah, man. That's, hell. that's crazy to think that your first video, the one that you're least proud of one, was for fucking Royce. Of all he's people. such a good dude, man. <laughs> he's such a good dude. I see him being cool. That's I, I, awesome. I, he's very cool. I can't, I can't see him goal. not being cool. We want to get him cool. on the podcast because he's recorded some music in this studio that we're at right now. That's awesome. He did part of Book Orion here, and then I think. I mean, uh, I feel like it wouldn't be hard. Good. I mean, I feel like we can get vicious, and then they probably get Royce and shit, Mr. Porter too. Dude, I was Mr. gonna Porter, say you should, uh, you should use. Um, utilize your friendship with Denon and get some of them beats, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Denon sent me some beats. I, I got some songs tucked away with, uh, yeah. that Denon produced. That's for awesome. sure. Yeah, he's a master. <laughs> I was just actually just listening to um, Royce's interview. He was, you know, he was doing the whole press run or whatever for the allegory right now. And I forget what interview it was, but he was just talking about how he produced the whole new album and talking about like how he learned from. The masters of it he's like i have mr porter as a best friend and dj premier as a best friend he's like i was bound to be good at this shit he's <laughs> like you guys spent two hours with fucking premier on the phone he taught me how to use the mpc machine and then i would send him my beats make him give me notes on it and then mr porter was with me every day in the studio so he would be there if i had questions or how to use ableton how to use logic all this shit he was like mr porter taught me how to use logic in a day and then i just went from there i'm like that's pretty dope (laughs) genius yeah super awesome but that's fucking crazy man that's kind of inspiring to hear because it's i always like stories where it's like you guys just figured it out you know it's like you guys didn't like go to some crazy fucking university for this shit you're like i could shoot some photos 
fuck it, watch try a video, you know? Like, <laughs> and now you're like doing it successfully, which is really cool to hear. By the way, fuck school. <laughs> this came out you, perfectly, man. by the That's way. <laughs> For those of you know watching the video, we actually shot up. We took a Polaroid photo, like the first time I even seen a Polaroid in like fifteen years. But yeah, is cool this photo. is dope. This is a really dope photo, actually. <laughs> that's for that's for our live feed crew. Uh, you know, we can actually use this for the. Uh, we can use this for the what do you call it for the podcast photo. photo. Yeah, we could. Yeah, just take, take a photo of this. Yeah, photo. yeah, let's do that. Oh, yeah, we lit. <laughs> but yeah, so because like just for an example for me, I thought I, I needed to go to school to do like shit in media arts, so I went to Specs Howard. And I fucking had a $12,000 student loan to get through that program and realize I could have learned half of that shit, most of that shit on my own, or like just been by talking to someone. Then I was paying on this student loan where I was working this fucking unpaid internship and I wasn't getting jack shit. And that's when we started the podcast. No, really. and I'm it, like, if I'm not going to get ironically paid enough, shit, I'm make my own business. Ironically enough, I went to school for journalism. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, like I, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was at Eastern. I was like, my second or third year and then it was one of those things like financial you know financial aid decided to screw me over and i'm like all right i talked to my media advisor because i was writing i was writing for the eastern echo at that time too and i just talked to him like yo is there any scholarships any grants anything he's like yeah so i exercised everything i could possibly do and it still wasn't working and i talked to him like honestly for journalism you really don't need a degree and that, that's what he flat out told me. Fuck school. <laughs> I mean, I, no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. School is cool. If you're going to be a doctor, go to school. Absolutely. <laughs> if you're right. going to be a lawyer, go to school. I'm speaking for creative. But like, for, sure. for stuff like this. No, no. I'm with you, man. Yeah, I mean, just. I mean, uh, college tuition is the biggest scam in the country, in my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, they raise tuition rates for no fucking reason at all, all the time. Books are ridiculous. Like, it's, you're like, you get out, even if it's you get a great job. It's one of those philosophies. Job, like, for my sister, for example, she went to medical school or whatever. She's a PA. And, yeah, she makes good money now, but she's also got, like, $200,000 of fucking student loan debt. It's like, yeah. so you're like, good. Yeah, is it really worth it? I mean, you got to think about it from this way. Like, a lot of people, like, when we're younger, when we're kids, especially, like, I know, like, mine, because I'm a 90s baby. I think you guys are a little bit older than me. Yeah. But, like, it was one of those ones, like, hey, you go to school, get a, get a good job, like, stuff like that. You know, follow, like, the normal routine. Right. And... That doesn't work for everybody. Right. It really doesn't. Like a lot of people, like, a, I mean, I, one thing I wish and did in high school, and I hopefully, I think they're starting to do it now, is more trade programs in high schools and they stuff should, like that, too. Man. They should. That cl classes on fucking balancing checkbooks and mm -hmm. taxes and all that. There was no classes for any of that. Yeah. Like, so it's just like one of those things, like, if you're going to be an architect or a, like a was like an engineer, the Pythagorean theorem, you absolutely need to know that. Yeah. I'm not going to be, I wasn't any of those things, mm -hmm. but yet I still know A squared plus B squared equals right. C squared. So, so I'm like, all right. Here's, <laughs> here's where it detoured me. So I went to school. I went to college. I went for art, number one. Second was psychology. When I started doing better in psychology than art and I was getting D's in my art classes and I'm the best artist I know. Like, I'm not right. being like, if you don't believe you're the best artist, you know, Good. then that's kind of fucked up in its own. And then so I got a D and I was about to fail. And I took the paper, the painting I made to my art teacher. And I said, I hit everything on your list for this. Why do I have a D? You cannot give me a D because you don't like my style of art. Art is subjective. That's a good point. That's a very good and point. And this bitch would not, and I, I mean that in the nicest way, this bitch would not change my grade. Uh -huh. So that was the day I dropped out of school. Yeah. I am a college dropout. Yeah, you went to college. I'm, I'm a two-time college dropout, so yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, like you said, if you're a doctor, a lawyer, if that was your dream, school is perfect. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. That's when it makes sense. I would not want a doctor working on me without a degree. <laughs> <laughs> Flat out. You figured were... <laughs> it out on YouTube. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I'm like, the no, remember that one kid who actually performed surgery? He was like a he was a I forgot he was like a 15 or 16 year old kid. He actually did a full like open heart surgery or some shit like that Jesus by God. watching uh, Fringe or some like some like Word. medical show. <laughs> it was successful though, but you know you, you legally can't do that. <laughs> That's so dope. That was like a whole running bit on the last episode of curb your enthusiasm like larry's at the golf course and his doctor's son plays golf at the same country club that he's at or whatever and larry's got like a rash on his neck and his fucking son diagnoses it for him and he's like yeah well thanks and everything but you're not a fucking doctor your dad is so i'm not gonna trust your judgment and then later he like gets in a fight with the actual doctor he's like why didn't you just take my son's (laughs) advice he's like he fucking he's a he's a doctor's son knows what the fuck he's talking about and like they got into this heated debate about it it was kind of funny that's what um Anyways, yeah, before we continue on to this music talk, we might as well get to this beers because uh, they're not getting any colder sitting here. No, they're um, not. So I will kick that over to E-Man to tell us what you got us this week. All right. So uh, one of my biggest like favorite breweries, even though they just sold the most in Coors, I'm not a fan of that, but I respect it. Uh, Atwater out <laughs> in Detroit. Always been a fan, you know, the Dirty Blonde, the Vanilla Java Porter. I mean, they got, they always got some good stuff. But we decided to try their newest release, the Pogalicious IPA. Pog standing for pomegranate, orange, and guava. Uh, coming in at 6.5% ABV, about 44 IBU. So it's not quite as bitter as like a normal IPA, but still got a little bit of a kick to it. I'm ready to see what we got here, man. Yeah, and just a quick because we've already we've talked about Atwater quite a few times in the podcast, so I'm not yeah. going to read whole. We've whole had quite a bit of Atwater here, but just a little <laughs> quick history on this beer specifically. It says it's a combination of earthy, grassy hops and light malted sweetness. This bad boy of a German pilsner is out on parole for good flavor behavior. <laughs> oh God, that is the worst! Don't be fooled by its crisp and refreshing, refreshing finish. This tough guy is destined for a little sentence behind neighborhood bars everywhere. God, I love so the description of this beer. <laughs> muscles this way up to your favorite speakeasy. Wow, that was the corniest description I've ever heard in my life. I but love anyway. the artwork of this, though. I like the tiki head for it. That yeah. is a cool artwork. And while we're trying these beers, I'm going to pass the Augs court over to you. We always like to play some music by the uh, guests that came to see us and spend some time. So I'd, I've... I figured we'd let you choose what song you want us to play on oh, here. Oh, man. That's the hardest choice ever. That is tough. That yeah. is tough. I think I had you queued up on SoundCloud. I think I just closed it, though. But let me see. Uh, what? Yeah, what song did you want to play? Sheesh. Now I want to play Fuck School because we were singing <laughs> it. <so>. Right? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, let's see. What should we go with? Let's. Um, you know what? We could play something that's not out. Um, okay. Cool. I got this song called Insecure. Um, I might have. I think I sent you a link to it. You did. Because it's private. Sweet. We can, we can play that. Me. I like exclusives. Yeah, this one's like more of a... Because I got, I got Dance and I got the uh, Fight one. That so Dance Blink is like one. hard rap, kind of. It's like um, that Blink... I got the Blink-182 one, too. That was the other yeah, one you sent Yeah, Fight was like Blink, the Blink-182 sample. Oh, shit. You and did send me Insecure. Okay. Insecure I, I just saw it. it. All right. It was cool. the very We're first one. This? Yes, Yes, do. sir. Hell yeah. Oh, I love beer. <laughs> 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 Give me one second, let me get that queued up. 
Uh, a little banter, 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 banter. So, um, <laughs> this is Insecure. It comes out March 13th. Um, basically, this song is just me talking to myself. Like, if you see the artwork, it's me sitting on these stairs with nothingness in the background with three eyes staring at me. So, it's really like I'm talking to myself. Mm-hmm. Some may, people may think I'm not talking to myself, but I'm really talking to myself. I kind of like those type of records. Yeah. Um, it's kind of an alternative rock track. Uh has a little bit of rapping in it, um, a little singing. You can hear the awkwardness in my voice and the insecurities. I try to really be emotional in my songs. That's cool. Yeah. I'm excited to hear it. No, I'm going to just play it off the phone. I got it right here. Wait for the phone. Yeah. Hey, you can still plug an aux cord into your phone. That's what I hate about the iPhones, man. All right, here we go. Insecure by Frost is Rad. What's up, guys? Oh, hold on. Make sure your aux is in there. I might have to take the case You're off. You're probably going to. Let's see you are. Why can't I find you here? Hey, so. <laughs> How about that game? <laughs> no, no, about so the uh, you got Super Tuesday in the politics world. Yeah, go go vote if you're in one of the states that can uh, vote today. Gotcha. I'm gonna show everyone this picture. We Let's took. try this. That's just sweet. I gotta take make remind me to take a picture of that before we go. There, there we, we go. go. Alright, we rock a little bit. Now.
Man, that's that's cool, man. Yeah. I think I think what I love the most about again, that's insecure, by the way. Um, if you didn't hear us in the beginning of playing that. Um I think what's really cool about that, and which I, I caught myself thinking about while I was listening, is how far music has come and how how much it's progressed. Like there's really no such thing as like a defined genre anymore. You know, like there's like hip hop is taking shit so many different avenues and different places. Like that almost reminds me of calling to I mean, like my youth, like the emo and punk rock yeah, shit. There's different you know, subgenres like, for everything, if you really think about it. I mean, like for instance, you had like jazz was a spinoff of like ragtime yeah, and everything sure. like that. Then after that came kind of hip hop from there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got like to me different like rock, for instance. You got like punk rock, you got like grunge, you got metal, mm-hmm. you got so many different things like fucking death metal. <laughs> yeah. different, you got so many it's different crazy, avenues man. for it's music, crazy. so many different stuff. Cool. Ska. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, it's, a, it's a dream come true that rap has merged like that to a point where it's always been like that but now it's just like it's there it's there you know? and it's it's really popular i mean you yeah. got look yeah. how big like juice world and oh, vert and fucking trippy red all those guys have become shout it's out to like, craig owens man shout out to my yeah. buddy craig i forgot i shot a video and did t- i did more than one video for him craig That's- oh wait from, hold on don't t- don't tell me the band don't tell me the band <laughs> shit i i look chiotos so yeah, I do a lot of screaming <laughs> in a lot of my records, mm-hmm. and I called him because his scream is fucking great. Dude, Craig Owens yeah. is the man. And I was Thanks. like, Craig, um, any tips for screaming? Because it's not sounding like yours. And he's like, um, just go in the studio and scream until your throat bleeds. <laughs> and I was like, check. <laughs> so I did that, and um, I got a cool rapper voice after. <laughs> yeah. And now my screams sound really fucking good. Dude, I'm up to my buddy Craig. I'll, him and then... <laughs> Yeah, what was the other band? He was Sounds Like Animals Fighting with uh, Anthony yes. Green from... Fuck, <laughs> what band is it? I forgot the name of that band. Anthony Green's like the main person in it. Damn, I'm I'm drawing a complete blank Those right Those guys all went to our high school, didn't they? they no. I thought they did. Did they? I thought they did. Who? Are they not from Canton? Anthony Green's not even from Michigan. No, not Anthony Green. Oh, like, I, I thought that they would. I think some of them are from. You know what they I, might be. I thought that I. Remember. I, I don't think Craig Owens. I think is, but... Craig is from like Flint area. Okay. Yeah, because him and John Connor, they were doing oh, some music together. Yeah. John Connor too. Oh shit! Yeah. Hell yeah! You keep naming people. Like, oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> if you keep if you talk to any of these guys, send them our way. Circus man. Survive. <laughs> There's the name of the band with Anthony Green. Circus Survive. I knew it was gonna come to me. Okay. Send some people over here. Sure, dude. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I always give credit to people that sing like that live, and like, how do you fucking go on tour like that and do that shit night in and night out and not blow out your voice or and continue to be able to do that shit? Like, not, I don't understand, man. That's like a serious talent right there. It's Are practice. You, then you got people yeah. like, say, for yeah, instance, like Corey Taylor, who has yeah. so many different genres because you got like your Slipknot voice, and then you got your uh. <laughs> Your Stone Sour voice, right, which is two totally different Stone fucking, Sour is fucking beautiful. You're two like, totally what? different avenues. <laughs> yeah, so that, that shit's always mind blowing to me. But that's really cool, dude. That's a cool song. I'm uh, that's so that is that going to be on your upcoming one? Then you think your upcoming project, or you're you're doing the singles thing right now? Yeah, so. my new. Whenever I do a project, it's gonna be it's gonna be all new music. I mm-hmm. might take these and make it a mixtape and mm-hmm. just release it like that, like on, like. Because all the music's coming out on Spotify anyway, but I might just lump them together as mixtapes, like Creep Tape Volume 1. Yeah, I like that. Um, But I just, when I tell this big story, these big stories, I don't want to say one because I'm going to do more than one. I just need a bigger audience than I have right now. Mm -hmm. And that's just being real. Um, So that's why we're just going to, like, not quite like Russ did it, 
Like Russ says a lot of motivating things, but he says it so much that you can't forget it. He right. put out a song every what week or yeah. was it almost every day? Something like that. But I get why he did that. But I don't want to put it out every week because that's saturating the music. It's taken away from the art to me. Like I'm gonna do one a month, maybe two a month, and just yeah, it, give some people time to sit with it. It does because yeah. you don't want to devalue the art. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want people to be able to say, I really like this song. Or not just every week. Oh, he's doing another one. That's dead. That's dead. So I see where it works, where you just keep putting music out. It raises your confidence. Um, It it just it keeps you going. It keeps that push. And that's the biggest thing with art. Believe in yourself and never stop. Journey. Don't stop. (laughs) I feel like it'd be a good mid-ground. So you got... <laughs> I had to. I had so to. So you got your I feel like you gotta find that mid ground. So you got like one end of the spectrum. It's like a currency who always dropping oh, something so new yeah. every time. And then you got your J Electronica on the other side who <laughs> still waiting on his debut album but after you know, like, like six years. Drop, everybody's gonna fucking listen to it. Exactly. But he's been so building he's up got... hype. He's like been, it's like he's been just charging his Kamehameha for years. It's like, <laughs> the spirit bomb. Yeah. Spirit uh, like bomb. the ten filler episodes before it actually like, comes. God, it's been six years of fillers. <laughs> no, but you know what? To go back to Drop your point, album, though, what you Jay. said though, is I'm I'm kinda glad that you said that you wouldn't put any of these like singles that are residing <laughs> that you're putting out on the actual album. Because sometimes I find that shit so fucking corny. Like when yes. someone will have a single out for fucking damn near two years and then it ends up on the album. You're oh. like, what the fuck? This song is mad old. It's for, it's for views. It's for, for, it's, it's for numbers purposes. Like French Montana's new album had like we were just talking five, about you, bro. songs like, that were from, I think French Montana, this is no bullshit. Some of the songs on his current album were dropped in 2017. Yeah. You're probably right. And they're on his new album that just came out a couple weeks ago. It's like, that shit's corny, man. I get it. Like, it's a numbers game now, but, like, I don't know, dude. That's lame. I mean, <laughs> where, where's French Montana signed? Def Jam, right? I don't know where's French Montana signed to. Because, you know, Def Jam is not in the greatest. He's bad boy, isn't he? Yeah, which is under Def Jam. Is that Def Jam? Okay. Yeah, so, you know, Def Jam's not in the greatest places right now. Well, Paul Rosenberg, so, for well, number wise. he's got that job. Did anyone take his job yet? I don't, I don't like Def Jam. I don't know. I, I don't Def like Jam is historic, it is but historic, it's not like, like now. It's like who do they have now? Besides, like you know, Kanye is always gonna do his thing. Two Chains is always gonna do his thing. Uh, right now, who I mean, else? now they don't really matter. Like the label don't really matter that much. Anymore. Yeah, labels are struggling now. They're yeah, trying to buy they really are, Apple and Tidal can... and start their own streaming stuff, man. Yep. United Masters, mm-hmm. which is awesome. If you don't have that, you should get it. United and it's Masters funny too, is super like, dope. The, the last little like bit that, that they have, like all these guys are now like finishing up their contracts. So now they're getting real fuck. Cause they're like, yep. shit, what am I gonna do? Yeah. Like, Tory Lanez just finished up his contract with Atlantic. He's got he's about to drop his last album. Or is it Universal? Can't remember where he's. At. I think he's at Universal. But he just like he had like a five uh, album contract, which he just finished up. I say Atlantic got all the juice right now as far as the majors go. Yeah, <laughs> they really do. Yeah, um, and fucking Interscope too. Or say, Interscope, that's where Tory Lanez just finished up yeah. shit with Interscope. I mean, well, you know, um, Interscope's always going to be there. Jimmy yeah. Iovine is, yeah. Interscope's <laughs> been tearing it up forever, especially in hip-hop, too. Think about, like, the run of, like, from Dr. Dre through to Eminem, through to G-Unit, through yeah, to fuck Kendrick Lamar and Anderson Pac. Like, they have just been killing it over there for fucking I mean, Atlantic, got Wiz, you got Lizzo, you got a bunch of different fucking people on that one. Yeah. I think, though... The, there will be a day where I think the major uh, we we've had this conversation before where I think there will be the day where the major labels will be Apple, Spotify, and Title. Like the yeah. rest of them will just all be 
subsidiary. Not even that. necessarily title. Of, I mean, I was probably going back into Rock Nation or you know Rock. Well, yeah, it's yeah, all part but, of the same shit. Jay Z owns yeah. title and Rock yeah, Nation. Yeah, so. that's true. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, yeah, Apple and Spotify would probably be definitely the big two. Which mm-hmm. I use, I I personally use Title, and I'm happy with it. But I have Title yeah. and Apple. I pay for both because I honestly don't mind paying twenty dollars a month for unlimited fucking music. Yeah, and Title's got a lot. Title, well, I started with Apple, and that's how I built all my playlists. So I didn't want to get rid of that. But then Title came along, and they do all these live streaming concerts and shit. So I love yeah, that. Do I fucking I'm love like, Title? Fuck, I pay for both of them. I don't care. But um, yeah. That uh, that's a good song, man. Um, <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. All right, so uh, it kind of get... reminds me of this beer a little bit. It's got many flavors all wrapped up in one. That was that. Oh okay. yes, sir. I was like, where is that coming from? <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys want to talk about the beer real quick? Yes. Yeah. This one took me by surprise a little bit. It doesn't taste like an IPA to me at all. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's like uh, it, it definitely has like a super orangey flavor to it. Uh, that would be the O in the pod. That would be the O in the pod. <laughs> That's definitely the overwhelming flavor I taste at least in it. And it's not super hoppy either like a normal IPA is. No, nah, man. It's very subtle hops to it. It's, it's, it does have like that bitter aftertaste though, which, you know, I don't mind it. For, you know, for that type of beer. Yeah, it's really actually not that bad. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have like the citrus, like kind of like floral-esque notes to it to mm-hmm. give, you know, kind of set it off with like the like the fruit flavors. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really not a bad beer, man. What's actually up, settles yeah? pretty well. Nice finish <laughs> to it. Got no problem. You know what it really tastes like to me? It tastes like a sellout. <laughs> Shut up. Don't talk. Don't. T- <laughs> I, I feel yeah. Like, I feel like you guys are yeah. spot on with the taste of this thing. It's like, it's like um a kick in the glass. You know what I'm saying? It's like it kind of gives you that familiar of tang. Right. Yeah. 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 Tang. Yes, so right. I feel like an astronaut when I drink it. <laughs> so I love this shit. It's I fucking like it. cool. I like it. There was a taste I Brazil's was in the house. You hit it. Tang. <laughs> Perfect. There it's was like an a alcoholic taste I was tang. Before you hit it, bro. It literally is tang. It's like, it's like tang. This is like if if Tang and White Claw had a baby. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> tang and White Claw. It's like the Wu Tang Tang Claw. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, that's a good segue into this because I forgot to at the top of the podcast. Happy birthday, Method Man. Oh, the cow. The cow. Happy birthday, Jaden Smith. And then there was someone else too, wasn't there? Jaden Smith and Method Man and... Oh, dude, we had a third birthday. I wrote it down. There is a third one. I wrote it down here. I said, I know I texted it to you. LP from Run the Jewels. Yeah, LP from Run the Jewels. There we go. Run the Jewels, yeah. That's a a solid hip-hop birthday. It is. It definitely is. It's a good day. A couple album anniversaries too. Oh, yeah? Uh, we got uh, 50 Cent's The Massacre turns 15 today. Jesus Christ. Fuck I know, right? Make me feel I was like, you? damn, dude. I was like 7th or 8th grade when that came out. Jeez. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. that was my senior year that came out. So that's crazy. And then 47 years ago today, or actually 47 years ago on the 1st was uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Woo! What a classic. What that a actually classic. foreshadowing will be my something old because of that. That's cool too because that ties into like what my something old something new is too because I've been exploring a lot of psychedelic rock and pop music lately so we'll get to that here in a, in a minute here. That's awesome. But um, before we get That's into something old too. something new, I wanted to quickly <laughs> give out the RIPs as well. And um, so we the only notable one. one that we had for this week was uh, from inside the actor's studio, James Lipton passed away. Uh, at, he was in ninety four, yeah, or some shit oh, like that. That's a good life. Which I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know he was that old. 
He but, didn't um, look that old. So, I mean, if you've you've probably seen Inside the Actor's Studio, and if not, you've seen Arrested Development times on uh, SNL. Will Ferrell's played James Lipton hilariously, and then he was on Arrested Development as well. He's definitely on Arrested yeah. Development <laughs> as well. I mean, he's he's had cameos and different things. And then also, um, quickly, I wanted to say R.I.P. to everyone who um, lost their life in that tragic uh, tornado in Tennessee yesterday as well. Damn, took like twenty five people that. or something like that. And then R.I.P. to everybody that. Uh, I think it was like the six vic the six victims and then the shooter was the seventh, but the most oh. in the most in court shooting they happened last week. Yeah, that was a sad situation too. Was it a disgruntled employee or disgruntled something? Disgruntled like employee. Uh he got reprimanded up, for Joe? something and then What up, Joe? What up, Joe? Yeah, my bad. What up, Joe? My bad right, so, RIP. You know, yeah, kinda kinda <laughs> killed the tone a little bit. A little, <laughs> little darker tone, but that's fine. <laughs> so I can't let it go dark, bro. But yeah, mo- <laughs> that that, does, yeah, most that shit scares me, bro. Because I'm a factory worker. We literally just had our like BRC shit. I, I sell Miller products. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But that, that shit does scare you though, because I I work in a big factory with a bunch of people. Like they have like all these safety. Like that's why they tell us like even though it seems silly, don't let people in the building, even if like you know that they're like a driver or something. If they don't got their fucking key spot, don't on do them. it just in case, man. Yep. Yeah, but, but R.I.P. to those. That was rough. And actually, my uh, my boss's boss and then the owner of our company, they were at a conference, like a Miller or Molson course conference in uh in uh, Houston, actually. Mm-hmm. And then when that happened, because they were down there, all everybody, all the big wigs were there. They uh flew back home immediately. Damn. Everybody wanted to go either go back home, be with their family, or what whatever it had be. Jesus, yeah, it's it's a rough situation with that man. It's rough. So. And then this coronavirus shit, just fucking get it away. Dude, from don't you. tell me move about on it. to happier notes. All my corona cells are in the shitter. <laughs> Dude, that right is now. the funniest thing ever. I mean, that is just a testament how dumb but you, you know. What, are you know people, what's but... funny? You know what's funny about that? My Mordello cells are up. <laughs> that shit is funny i did read though that like their, their sales are like way down corona beer because of the coronavirus you know what's funny though they're the same company oh <laughs> what modello and corona yes they're the same company i know that the yeah. last podcast i was on the title was coronavirus <laughs> dead ass not even lying this one will not be called corona and we uh we talked about how the the company had the same logo as uh the resident evil umbrella cup oh god oh. And it was basically the name in Japan was Raccoon City from where it came from. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Rac- Google Resident it. Evil Raccoon City. Oh. Google it. We dealt with the coronavirus before. Like, the, all the other ones, like SARS, Corona all that other shit. That's Swine flu, <laughs> bird flu. <laughs> yeah. That's all versions of it, too. It's West just- Nile. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, man. We lived through some shit, like, in this age, right? Luckily, there's none in Michigan yet. Let's fucking we- knock on wood and hope that fucking No, it wasn't Michigan. What? No, coronavirus pe- is not in Michigan. Two people yet. died already. Not in Michigan. From the U.S. I no, we, we had it. No, we had it. We had it. We had people we sick in Michigan. Look it up right now. From I this g- current M1 M1 <laughs> thing is not. There has been no cases in Michigan. Sheet. Hold on. <laughs> I promise you. I was listening to fucking NPR. They're talking about on the way here. I'm going to this get my Joe Rogan on. Jesse, pull the, pull the tape up. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. Jamie. Fucking, Jamie. Roll the tape. I want Jamie's job, dude. He's the best job in the world. He's supposed to Google shit for Joe Rogan all day. <laughs> but um, anyways, moving on to like happier shit. Let's go to our something old, something, something new Something old, segment. something something new. <laughs> That's a nice little uh, brand new jingle for me, man. Um, but yeah, in this segment, I don't know if he told you, but we just like talk about um, something that came out that's brand new that we're discussing or it could be brand new to you it doesn't have to be a brand new okay. album and then something that's older than let's say the last couple years that you've been listening to a lot um well and yeah we'll kick it off with you all right let's kick it um brand new is allegory and i'm not yeah. just saying oh, yeah. that 
because we I know the guy. That album is fucking crazy, man. It, the crazy. intro, it starts off, it sets the tone, it's motivational. He's speaking truth in it. Um, he's letting, he's giving knowledge too. You better listen to them lyrics, man. Um, that uh, that is a perfect album. Like he, like man, shout out to my the dog. The production Roy, is bro. amazing. The production it. is amazing. Like from an artist standpoint, like he is floating. You feel me? I'm like, tell that you, shit's like, crazy. My favorite part of the album is not even a song. It's one of the skits, and it's okay, about okay. the fucking ice cream, man. Like, ice cream song. Like, with the yeah. ice cream trucks? Because I never knew that. That's Ashley Sorrell in that skit, by the way. Yeah. Is it? That's her, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, well, dope. Yeah, shout out <laughs> to Ashley Sorrell. Yeah. I know you've been trying to get on the podcast for a minute. So yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Shout out to Ashley. Yeah. She's the shit. But yeah, we, uh, I, I never knew that story behind it, and I actually had to look that up, and I'm like, wow, this is fucked. Yeah, yeah man, that's just dope. Um... Yeah, man, I love it. Like Overcomer, I love that. I love that track. I love the intro. Those two are my favorite. The intro, the Crooked Eye, was amazing. And Vicious did his thing. Shout out to Woo. Vicious. Shout out, bro. Yeah. Um. So if we're gonna jump into something old, I got a few. I've been listening to a lot of old music lately. So I'm gonna name a couple. Um, we got Cuddy, um, Speeding Bullet to Heaven. Great album. Um, the other one is it? What is it called? Demon. Pain slam. Passion, pain, and demon Passion, slam. Passion, pain, yeah. and demon slam. If we're going to go the psychedelic route, I listen to that all the time. Um, been listening to a lot of Frank Ocean, mm-hmm. um, Orange Channel, and Acura, whatever that Nostalgia. Nostalgia. That shit is so crazy. Like the mm-hmm. MGMT flip he did on that led me to listen to MGMT before I heard of it. And Electric Fields is one of my favorite songs now. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, like a lot of Nirvana um lithium i've been listening to that a lot for Ooh. some reason and bleach Blink 182 oh and neutral milk hotel nice. love them okay. um the okay. fool They're brought great. tears to my eyes when i listened to that song it's beautiful man mm-hmm. that's cool that you brought them up i like them too yeah fuck um, yeah. yeah that's my shit i think we and e-man both will be talking about the allegory a little bit and both of our something news because we decided to put it off last week because we wanted to sit with it a little bit longer so we could talk about it a little well, bit thanks better for waiting for me but um oh, yeah, man. For sure. that's, what we were, that's actually what we were waiting on but um no for my something uh old though this week let's see here i actually went with since it's um women's appreciation month i decided to go with probably the best singer of all time guy or girl of any time period whitney houston Um, oh yeah i went with her 1987 album whitney which um is it set so many fucking records it's kind of crazy when you start to read about it it was her second studio album um came out the year i was born actually um but it's crazy because that album had four number one singles off of it it had uh i want to dance with somebody didn't want or didn't almost have it all so emotional and where do broken hearts go? They all peaked at number one, making her the first female artist of all time to achieve that feat. Along with four straight number one singles from Houston's previous album, this gave the singer an unprecedented seven consecutive number one singles, surpassing the Beatles and the Bee Gees. Uh, Houston's seven consecutive number one singles were all non-duets and non uh, not recorded with major acts, which is also a first time that's ever happened. Uh the album went on to have 10 <laughs> top charting singles. So let's see. This I think this song, the album had like let's see track listing. Um 11 11 songs on it and 10 of them hit the Billboard charts. So that's pretty fucking crazy to think about. The album is now certified 7 times platinum. 
Um, and that's just in the U.S. alone. In the U.K., it sold another almost 3 million copies. God, that's fucking crazy, dude. Um, but yeah, so I, I just chose that because in celebrating Women's History Month, um, there's no one like Whitney Houston, bro. If you fucking, I spend sometimes, I'll go down the rabbit hole, I'll like look up YouTube videos and just watch her like singing live, and it's just fucking crazy. I watched a video of her doing um, a song for you by Donny Hathaway, and pff, that shit almost made me cry. But um, yeah, so shout out to Whitney Houston, RIP to Whitney Houston, greatest of all time. Uh, yeah, that was my something old this week. You man, I got a couple. I actually got two big ones. Shout out to Whitney. So, yeah. uh, I'll talk actually about the one I didn't mention earlier. Since we're on uh, Women's Appreciation Month, I actually decided to go with uh, Nina Simone. I put a spell on you. Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, I've never, like, so I went down, like, the Nina Simone rabbit hole before, like, uh, before, but I never went, like, really detailed into, like, to, like the past week just because it was, like, a recommended thing for me. Mm-hmm. I never realized a lot of the shit she made until, like, this past week, man. Like, fuck Blackbird! Oh my, um, it wasn't on this album, but I just like I'm just a big fan of Nia Simone. But anyway, uh, recorded sampled in hip hop a million times. Oh right? yeah, like Jay Z that four four four. Uh, what's that? The four women song. Mm-hmm. And uh, Blood on the Leaves too by Kanye. Yep, that's amazing. I love that record. It's so good. Uh, so this album was recorded in between 1964 and 1965, released in June of 1965. It was released by Phillips Records in 1965 and peaked on the Billboard 200 at number 99 and on the UK charts at number nine, which is kind of crazy to think about. But yeah, uh, the title, I I put a spell on you, the title track. Peaked at number twenty three on the hot R and B and hip hop charts and twenty eight on the U on the U K charts. Uh overall, I really fucking love this album. And I really like Nina Simone. Man. She's amazing. I've always bro. yeah. I like I said, I wasn't hip until like the past like in a recent in, in a recent future. But yeah, man, mm-hmm. it was cool. Cause I mean, I knew I knew who she was. And I knew all the like the samples and stuff like that. But I never really listened to her solo music <laughs> the past couple weeks. I'm like. Wow. I, it's cool too that you picked that one too because whereas Whitney's probably like the most powerhouse voice of all time Nina Simone Iconic. probably has one of the most unique voices I've ever heard in my life like, yeah she does she almost sounds like a man sometimes when she's singing because she's got that real deep like low that quality raspy in her voice. like it's really fucking yeah. crazy so here's how they relate to me so when I was a kid um living with my mom every morning she would wake up she would play the bodyguard soundtrack yeah. oh god yep. so i know i'm every woman i i could i could karaoke that shit yep. like effortless it's actually one of my favorite whitney houston songs i actually really love that song like mm-hmm. if it came on and we were just chilling i would really sing it yep, and i wouldn't real. give a fuck what you guys thought I, no i'm with you on that um and then my mom and dad's, their dogs, their name is Nina and Miles. So, yeah. yeah, shout out to <laughs> Nina and Miles. <laughs> so that's crazy that you picked them because both of them are like etched into my brain. So yeah. that's awesome. I love I love those artists. That's cool. That's funny, too. That's my earliest memories of Whitney Houston music, too, is being in the car with my mom. Like my mom <laughs> just blasting fucking Whitney Houston. And probably whatever we were driving was probably like a minivan at the time. <laughs> that's awesome man we Talk were in a nissan kid. a gold <laughs> nissan <laughs> probably like an aerostar or that's a windstar awesome. or some shit like that just travel back in time <laughs> um yeah that blood on the leaves i don't know if you've ever heard like i'm sure you guys have heard the original but that shit is crazy it's like so haunting man that shit yeah she put a spell on you bro <laughs> yeah, really did. bro for real gotcha <laughs> my second uh my second something old so i've 
the, you know, this past weekend we went to Hamtramck Music Festival, where I, I went there for a little bit, then came back. Yeah, and it was due to uh, some <laughs> some controlled substances I had. Edibles oh, creep up on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck edibles. So, <laughs> God. so yeah, we, we we did too much. Anyway, but uh, I decided to go back and li- I decided I put this album on. And I was like, okay, it's the anniversary of you know this album. I just mentioned it, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, I was like, man, I'm gonna get. You know, since I'm already in that state, I'm gonna see if I can really enjoy this album and throw myself into it. So I threw the album on, and it just expanded. I never appreciated it. I mean, I always liked Pink so Floyd, but I never really appreciated mm. it. It was a great trip, awesome. yeah. but I never really appreciated this album until like <laughs> that that moment, man. But uh, yeah, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon is their eighth studio album, uh, released on March first, nineteen seventy three. Uh it was. Fuck, man. It was characterized as the early work, a concept album. This theme explores, explores conflict, greed, time, death, and mental illness, which, you know, all of us mm. went on some level, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, yeah, man. I'm I mean, mental illness is a big level. part of the band, too, because their original singer, Sid Barrett, went crazy and had to quit the band because he was not only a paranoid schizophrenic, but he was also taking tons of acid. So dealing with that on top of I feel of like for those British would be a fucking crazy those British rock bands, I mean that was kinda like the standard. You, you, you know I heard the rumors about Jimi Hendrix used to dip his fucking headband in acid oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. slit like his That's yeah. wild. He also thought he could speak with people like through his like psychic abilities. Oh, like yeah. he could he might have been they were able on some to. shit, man. They were um, on some shit for real. Shout out to like edibles and psychedelics. That really let me know that I was a dark person because like I've always been a real bubbly person, like and nice on the outside, but every time I've done an edible, it's a very dark fucking <laughs> evening, and that's how the music comes. I like. have to, here's the thing: the only time I ever do them is like if I'm around. Like, I I wouldn't just do it and just chill at home. I have to go out somewhere, like live music or something like that, because I'll get stuck in my own head and shit. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to fucking be here, so I need to go out and do something. <laughs> the See, problem is like a seasoned vet with this shit because I've dealt with it so many times that I feel like. I now know the tools to get myself out of those like paranoid loops that you get in where you're just like, oh God, my thoughts are consuming everything and Boom. I'm like stuck in yeah. this shit. Like, uh, That's what I say, getting stuck in your own head, one, man. It's only weed. You're not going to die. <laughs> and two, just focus on your breathing for like 10 minutes. See, and then you'll just, you'll stop thinking about all the negative. Shit. See, that's the shit I like. Like, I like to get in that position. I'm yeah. like, fuck. Real, uh, I'm real. Just the awkwardness. Bad things are happening. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> yes, real they quick are. stats about this album. Uh, I just want to talk about it. it so, the, this album reached number one on the US Billboard Top LP. Uh, now it's known as the Billboard 200, but you know, that was, yeah. that was before the Billboard 200 was a thing. Uh, and stayed on the charts for about 900 weeks. Isn't that fucking crazy? 900 it's fucking stayed, weeks. I think, 70, I think it was on That's the charts from 1973 when it came out. Till 1985, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Some some ridiculous like crazy, that, yeah. Man, uh, estimated sales of over 45 million copies. It is Pink Floyd's best-selling Whoa. album to date, still. 45 million? 45. Shout out to Pink Floyd, Holy man. Holy shit. That awesome. 45 times platinum. <laughs> that's, four time, that's four and a half times diamond. <laughs> Pink Floyd's <That's> really crazy. <laughs> From a creative standpoint, for as a music fan, Pink Floyd definitely opened a lot of doors for me. I had that Pink Floyd moment in high school, like, Early high school is when I started getting into that type of music, and I'm like, man, this like is so much different than the typical classic rock shit that I've heard. Like, this shit is like so much more mind expanding and so much deeper. And 
that shit just opened up so many doors and now i'm and i've been spending this whole it's just i'm glad you guys all picked like psychedelic shit because over the last like month or actually since the tame impala's last album dropped i've been just kind of like experimenting with trying to find all the coolest current psychedelic music how did you like tame impala's new album i fucking love it man it's really like that man loves so, tame impala yeah i, I really do, do. <laughs> I, I really do love tame impala and i i think it's um it's cool because to see how their sound has kind of evolved. Cause like the first couple albums were like really like heavier, distorted psychedelic rock music. And it now it seems like he's tight making more like psychedelic pop music. Right. Like he's not using as many like distorted guitars and he's now using more like pianos and synths and shit like that. So like I I like that progression of it. Cause I still have the old shit. If I want to go like back and listen to the heavy shit, I can. But he's not like putting himself in a box which is good to me. Yeah, this one's a lighter mood. It's Definitely like a lighter mood. It's like one just it's like one chill session. Like if you're in a right oh, feel, it'll mm-hmm. just keep you right there leveled out. Yep. It doesn't change, it doesn't go up or it doesn't go down. Nope. It felt like it was just right here. Yeah. And I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the ride. Yeah, and I like that there's a lot of like I like long songs with like tempo changes and beat switches and all that shit and Kevin Parker does a lot of that on this album. And some of the songs are pretty fucking deep. Like he's got that one track about like trying to forgive his father after his father's already died like which is pretty fucking <laughs> crazy awesome. um but yeah so anyways that led me into like exploring all this new current psychedelic music which brought me to something that I'll kind of put in between something old and something new um because it's new to me but the album came out in 2018 um and the band is an interesting there is a lot of interesting band names in the psychedelic world <laughs> um and this one is called Black Moth Super Rainbow I Sounds like the name. Which is pretty sweet. And the <laughs> album is called Panic Blooms. Um, yeah, it came out in 2018. And it's kind of in that wheelhouse with Tame Impala, only it's a little bit more like electronic music driven, psychedelic type of shit. Yeah, There's really a lot of like spaced out stuff, there's not as much singing. Um, and I know he has like another project called Tobacco where it's like him. Like just doing DJ shit by himself, where this is like a band with, I think he's got three other bandmates in it. But it's really fucking cool. They're an American rock band. Um, if you're into that kind of like mind bending, trip your trip yourself out type of shit, I would check this guy or check these guys out. Panic Blooms is the name of the album for sure. Um, got yeah. your something new. Something oh. new? I think we're all just wanting to talk about Royce, right? Yeah, allegory. That's it. <laughs> Did I have anything? I feel like I had something else, and I don't remember what it was I listened to. But we can talk about... Anybody else got anything besides Royce before we get into that? Uh, um, how, how how new does it have to be? It could be new to you Within the past year. a brand new album. All right. I did enjoy the... Um, I've enjoyed the Juice World tracks that have dropped since he's passed. I've, and the I've, one and yeah. let and let me know before he passed. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed those. I enjoyed uh, Triple X Tintakion's, uh last album. A lot of people didn't like it. Which one? Um, the one when he was alive, like the question mark one, or like the most recent one? Oh, Skins question mark one was incredible. Yeah, I love that, that one's album. Awesome. I love that album. Like. Skins was had some dope tracks. Um, that Toxic Sky or Lullaby, wherever he goes fucking What was the one we had it? one minute with Kanye? Was that that, that album? That shit was crazy too. But I'm talking about. The last one, the one that had Blink One Eighty Two. Blink One Eighty Two is one of my favorite bands. Yeah, because Travis Barker was on that. Yeah, Blink One. He he did a song with Blink One Eighty Two. He did a song with Kill Switch. Like that that album, it was unfinished, but it had so much potential. 
And it was just cool just to hear it, like, and hear everybody that was a fan of him. Maybe some of them were clout chasers, but just to hear some people that were a fan of him, the mesh, you wouldn't have heard that stuff if he was alive, I felt like. So I really did enjoy that. That'll be something new I talk about. Juice World could freak, freestyle his ass off. That yeah, boy he can. <laughs> Juice World. He was a fucking talented <laughs> guy, for sure. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, Dude, I really didn't listen to anything voice, new. Man. I'm just there's a, There was a new Max B album? Oh, Mac Miller. I loved his album. I'm oh, sorry. Dude, I yeah, can... this is the third, fourth week in a row we mentioned Circle. I have so, yeah. to. <laughs> we, dude, we love Circle. I have to. <laughs> dude, I have to mention him because when I filmed this, um, Paid Dues was the name of the festival. Um, they told me I could get ready and put all my stuff in this locker room. Not this locker room, the backstage locker room type thing. And it was Mac Miller's dressing room. I sat in there for a couple hours just trying to wait till he came in there. Uh-huh. But to no prevail, he he didn't show uh-huh. up. He showed up right when it was time for him to go on. Uh-huh. Um, but, shot man, I love Mac Miller, man. Me too, that's, man. That was, that, was awesome. a, that was a rough loss, man. That was I, a rough one. Still, That was an emotional we, listen to that new album, man. Out of the 70 episodes, we've mentioned Mac Miller at least about Royce, 65. Royce, <laughs> Royce, Royce spoke on him on the album, too. He did. Yeah, he did. He sure did. And in a couple of interviews, he yeah. spoke on him. I think uh, Ebro brought him up in the one. Or maybe it was Rosenberg. I was on Hot 97 when they were talking about it. Just how sad it is. How how much of it at an alarming rate we're losing young artists to drug overdoses and murders. It's like fucking yeah. crazy. Home invasions, fucking senseless violence and shit, man. It's and crazy. A, before we do go into Royce, I do want to mention one cool lighter note that just happened. Hmm. Uh, the battle between Denzel Curry and J.I.D. That would, they that, just finished that's that. That's a thing? That's, you, remember, I, you remember last that year when Denzel... incredible. Remember, yeah. remember when uh, Denzel Curry went against the whole Flatbush Zombies? Yeah. He did the same thing, but with J.I.D. Oh, really? Yeah. So hey, they do like a song for song. Battle. Denzel Curry. Yeah, I think monster. they just shot it because oh, I just saw the photos. It. Okay. So uh, it should be up on Red Bull like soon. But yeah. I just watched his episode of that. Um... I've been a fan of Denzel Curry for fucking years, man. And I got to see him live Denzel this past it. year. Such a fan, man. Like and I, he's also another one in that South Florida like thing with that like X and stuff like that. Oh, I would yeah. love for him to bring it to me. You challenge me. Let's go. Um, <laughs> we can do it. He was just on. So you guys know the producer Kenny Beats? Oh yeah. So Kenny got Beats has like a new YouTube se- series where he like brings different rappers into his studio and they make a song together in ten minutes. And uh, Denzel was on the last one that I was watching. They have a whole album together, dude. Denzel's they great. have a yeah, whole no, project yeah, together. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't think this ended up being on that project. This is just something they were doing. Did like, you see the, the one with Danny Brown and uh, A-Rap Music? Danny! I haven't seen that one. They, that did, awesome. they did Molly Ringwald. Brown, oh, that's sweet. <laughs> that's fucking sweet. All right. Uh, for yeah, time, the allegory. Was, yeah, let's get into the allegory. Um, Production-wise, fucking some of my favorite, besides the Prime shit, this is my favorite beats that Royce has ever rapped on. Absolutely. He made them all. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> yeah. They just crazy to me. fit so well. And, and you know what? I will say that, like, when you make your own beats, because I, I've, I've, I've done it, but it just, it takes so much time. It's, uh-huh. like, so much time. You can, but when you actually rap on your own production, it's just, like, it's just, like, walking. It's, like, it's literally, it's just, like, magical. So, for what he did, like, man, he's in his, it's just, I'm blown away. Like, I, I don't do. even have the words to explain it. I am too, and it, it was crazy to hear him talking about it because I've I've watched like pretty much all of like the Royce press run shit, um, and he was on one of these things talking about how the song with Conway came together, and he said he originally like he knew, always knew he wanted Conway for the album, but it was originally going to be on a different song, but Kanye was or uh, uh Con- not Conway I'm sorry um, Westside Gun that's the song with Westside Gun, 
Um, so he always wanted Westside to be on the album, but he didn't know that it was going to be that song. And so he said one day he was Westside was in Detroit. Shout out to uh, Hutch's Jewelry, by the way. My boy Mike Castle works for them. Hutch was making some Cartier buffs for uh, Westside Gun and putting some diamonds in them. And while he was waiting, I guess Westside Gun pulled up to Royce's studio. And they weren't even supposed to record that day, but they just sat down. And Royce was working on that that loop, you know, the, the yeah. chick singing in the beginning. And that's all he had was the loop. And Westside was like, let me rap on this. He's like, I don't got a beat. There's no drums in it, nothing. He's like, let me just cut that loop right there. He's like, let me just do the loop right there. So that's why in Westside's part, it's literally just that one little loop it is. going over bo, and over. Bo, bo, bo. <laughs> and then, when, and then the drums come in when it's Royce's time. He's like, he's like, man, I guess when you're someone as impactful as Westside Gun, you can just rap over a simple little fucking loop because he made it sound so perfect. So <laughs> I know I am so excited to see... Uh... What's his face? Join Griselda. Uh, Bodie James. Yeah, shout out to I am so James. excited to see that. Oh, Detroit boy. Yeah. That team. That It's Detroit. That the Motown strong, is here, man. Like, Fuck yeah. Bodie James, West Side Gun, Benny the Butcher, and Conway the Machine is a Y'all hear Drake fucking... is doing a record with them? Yes. Griselda? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what? I did see they that. Drizzy, yeah, they, they mentioned it on Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> yeah. Drake. Drake loves to ride waves, man. He loves it. I, but I'm he's not hating because I love Drake. He, but he, he is, is the best, best at it. Like, I, can't, <laughs> I can't be mad at Drake. Drake is our era's Jay-Z. He is. Like, I mean. on his new freestyle, he did a whole he did the Eminem shit at the end. The yeah. Superman shit. You heard that? Uh-huh. And I was like, Mother, I was going to do that. <laughs> I was like, fucking day, bro. But I couldn't be mad. I was like... It- it's just uh, what well what done. and then they mentioned this on the Joe Rogan podcast. I'm still thinking like, what Drake are you gonna get on this? Drake is Shang. You gonna get bars, so Drake? You gonna get singer Drake? He's Shang Song. He will steal your style and do it better than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah he will. He yeah, is Shang Song. Fuck you, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. I didn't hear about the Griselda. Keep Drake out of my <laughs> studio, <Shang> bro. <laughs> That's really cool, though. Um, I remember Mac had a line about that. I did it without a Drake feature. Absolutely, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. It's crazy, though, what a Drake feature can do for some careers. He has done the wave riding shit, but then he's also put a lot of motherfuckers on. So Yeah. I love Drake. But um, The weekend, yeah, Party Next to, Door, Travis back to Scott. The fucking, back to the Roy shit. Um, so it's awesome that he has all of Griselda on there. I know that he's like, he's been working with Griselda since like 2015, which is before anyone was talking about Griselda, really. So I know Royce has always kind of championed those guys and big them up. And the track with Benny to me is the, my favorite of the tracks with the, the, with the Griselda boys. Oswin Benjamin track is my personal favorite because is that, is that on the block, I am such called? a big fan of Oswin Benjamin because Sway talked him up for so long. And I was like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? And so I listened good. to Godfrey. I'm like, oh my God, this is, dude is fire. Yeah, but he's yeah. from New York, right? He's a New York Oswin, cat. is he? Yeah. That's, he's New York. That sounds about right. Um. He's super talented, and then you got Primo on the cuts on that song too, which I think is the only other, like the only beat that had someone, like featured on it was Primo on that one. But the song was, how about um, G Perco and Vince Staples that track? Yeah, that song. The end. What's that? that, 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 that song Shout out to Vince, man. Vince. Vince is a killer, man. He's low key, but he's. <laughs> you know what I love about Vince Staples? He'll make some real conscious shit over some trap shit. Oh, mm-hmm. not trap, but like, he'll make some real conscious shit over some like hype, like party club track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And then he'll have like a message in like a club track, and like I remember, like he the one song he did with the Gorillas. Uh. Damn. I can't think of the name, bro. I know the sky's falling, baby. Drop, Drop that, that ass. ass. I know what you're talking about. Yep. <laughs> that song is awesome. Bro, 
The minute like, I, I heard North North one time, and that's all it took, and I was like, I'm sold on Vince. I'm Stabler. like, because he's just him. <laughs> like, and, that, and shout out to like the whole Odd Future movement. Like before they kind of did whatever they did. Like Earl was just him. Tyler was just himself. Like all them guys. Like Vince Staples came up with them. Internet. Like, damn man. Like, Mac Miller, shit, that Mac was, Miller that's, was, that's, he did all his. Too. Mac Miller did all his production in the beginning. Yep. Yeah. But no, I was such a dude. I could talk about the future thing for a while because I, I mean, I followed to see where Tyler's career has gone from where he started till now. O F W G K T A Golf Wang. Thanks, Tyler. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. I'm man. I'm I'm such a big fan of that dude. Yeah, and the other cool thing about Royce too, which happy got his Grammy. I think, I think Joe Budden put this kind of perfectly, actually, with uh, with where Royce is at on this album. To me, I think what Joe said was Royce, previous to this work, has always kind of had that like edge about him and that like I need to prove something to people. And he said it feels like on this album he's finally comfortable with just being like, no, nah, I know I'm the shit. I am the GOAT, and I don't need to prove it to nobody. So I'm going to just rap. <laughs> Like with a little bit more fucking confidence and just like a little bit slower, kind of dial the shit back a little bit and just fucking put people up on games. Royce is ridiculous. I mean, so the fact that like he, this dude can literally have like rap and have a whole conversation with you. Shout out to Royce's and ring. There's too. very, very oh few people Hutch can made do that ring. Like that. Shout out Hutch again. <laughs> it, hey, Royce, your ring needs its own. IG page, bro. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Shout out Hutch's jewelry. <laughs> Hutch's jewelry. Oh, is that made the that. one with the goat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, man. the goat, the goat ring. Uh, that shit was <laughs> Actually, I gotta get my my boy Mike Cass is good friends with Hutch, who makes like the jewelry for all. I those need guys. some Cardis. He did some shit for. I've been proof fighting for proof for years. Die. But um, I want to get one of those guys on here. I think I could probably get at least Cass on here. It'd be sweet if he could hook me up with Hutch. Talk about making some jewelry for the stars. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. Um, I don't know why guilty pleasure. I always wanted a grill. Just once, just I, one time. In my I life. would wear a grill once, just once, just to say I have one. I'd, I'd just go Jared Leto Joker. You want to be? I have a broken tooth, like right here. I kind of want to get it replaced with like a gold tooth or like a silver tooth. You should <laughs> just one, maybe a fang, just one fang, just like one a, fang. Yeah. Oh, a broken fang. Remember that? that remember that? Uh, that movie we just watched, that Guns Akin- uh-huh. Akimbo. You know how like homegirl, homegirl had the fucking gold, like the silver fang on each side of her mm-hmm. tooth. Mm-hmm. Get one of those. That movie was dope, by the way. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, the only I think the only dig at the Royce album that I would have, and I mentioned it a little bit last week, is I don't like what he's preaching about the not vaccinating your kids shit. That's my only fucking thing. That's the only thing. I mean, he has an autistic son, so I, I get it, but... It, 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 I get it too, but it's been overwhelmingly proven by science that there is no correlation between autism and immunizations, like zero. Especially because autism isn't brain damage, and that's what they're trying to say is happening from the immunization. So to even say that those two are the same doesn't make sense because brain damage and autism aren't the same. This, yeah, I, but I, I'm, beyond I that, I'm not touching that one. No, but, I mean I get it, bro. I get it. If you if you had someone, if your son or your family member is autistic, you'd be wanting to find exactly because he has like a personal be, like thing right, with it. it. And I mean, it's not like no, he has no. It's, uh, nobody in his life was affected by it. He has right. a personal stake. It's at tough, it. man. So I get it. A yeah. lot of people don't believe. Like a lot of people believe the vaccinations are bad, and mm-hmm. I may be one of those people too. But a lot of people believe they're good. Mm-hmm. And like, how do we really know? It's a scary thing, man. Yeah, you don't. You don't. <laughs> you don't really. You really know. don't. Like, so I get it. Like, when you're when you're an artist, man, this is your church. 
You know, you're yep. speaking to the choir, like you're teaching. And that's so the other if that's your beliefs, you throw it out there. You feel me? Right. And that's the other glorious thing, too. Like, we're all humans and we're all individuals, so I don't have to agree with everything that Roy says on a project for me to love Boom. it. You know what Absolutely. I mean? So- <laughs> I agree with that, a thousand percent. So, like, everyone can have their own opinions on stuff, and, and I don't have to agree with it to know that I love Royce and he's the fucking best 100. MC on the planet. <laughs> but that, that's what makes art. Yeah. We don't all want to be like, right. yes, you're right. We want to be like, no, nah, we want controversy. We want to yeah. talk about it. Right. So fuck yeah, man. And it is someone, it's good too. Like my boy Dan actually made this point a long time ago and I always kind of liked it. He was like, we were talking about how it's funny when you turn on CNN, it's preaching a totally different thing than when you turn on Fox News, right? It's like, because they're all preaching to their agenda. And I was always talking about how like, I don't even pay attention to Fox News because all that shit's bullshit or whatever. He's like, he's like, I pay attention to it all. He's like, I might not agree with anything that they say on Fox News, but it's smarter to at least know what the fuck they're saying on Fox News so you can get everyone's yeah. perspective and you and you you learn that way. You right. fucking figure shit out that way. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. But um, yeah, that's our allegory talk. That's something old, something new. Um Wow. That's- Something just popped up on my uh feed there. So Megan the Stallion is involved with a lawsuit I with saw uh this. with Carl Crawford, ex MLB player. Oh wait, no, I oh. didn't see that. So what happened is Hmm? I thought I was thought you were gonna talk about her label shit. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is oh, label okay. thing. So oh. when he uh what do you call it? When he retired from baseball, he actually started his record label. Oh. and Megan the Stallion was one of the artists he signed. I did not know that. And uh, you, I think it's still like some shit tied up in that, which is causing her not to release new music. Yeah. So it's sued for. <laughs> yeah. God love it, right? Read God your lo- fucking contract. <laughs> Hire a lawyer, <laughs> please. Be on your business. Trick, trick, trick. <laughs> yeah. Hire trick, trick, <laughs> trick, trick. Trick. That song's great. <laughs> um, oh, he talks about that crooked eyes. The three sixty deals. deals and all that shit, yeah. But um. Yeah, that sucks for Megan The Stallion because I actually I'm a fan, man. I lo- I think she is dope. Cash Doll. Cash Doll is super dope. <laughs> what does What does Roy say on there? He's like the best thing between Cardi and Megan The Stallion is Cash Doll. Or Cash Doll. Like yeah. <laughs> I like that line. I like that line. Detroit everything, man. We, yeah, man. We man. out here right now. Yes, sir. We, it's like we got right now, we got period. some of everything out here. I mean, you got your Danny Browns, you got the Sada Babies, you got like there's so oh, many different think? varieties in Detroit. It's not even funny. I will argue this all day that. Do you Detroit believe in my dream like Coretta, bitch? Of all time. Yeah, man. Even more than New York and L.A. Uh, no, I had that line stuck in my head. Neil knows I had that line stuck in my head all fucking day or like last week. Do you believe in my dreams like Coretta, bitch? <laughs> shit was hard as fuck. <laughs> and I'm here now, so you don't have to go to Seattle for grunge. True. There um, you go. Got you. There you go. I got you. Hey. <laughs> I'm gonna say all we were just talking about this the other day. Like, was it Pearl Jam released a track last week? The last uh, remaining grunge band, original grunge band, was like their lead singer. Didn't they have a song named Jeremy or something? Jeremy, something. yeah, I want to say yes, actually. Yeah, yeah they have a song called yeah, Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy Spoken. Hi, my name is Jeremy. Down the mountain. It's funny in the 90s to try to figure out what the fuck Jeremy Spoken was saying. Yesterday. I was like, I, and I just found out what the fuck they were talking about. Like, apparently, Jeremy. Yeah, it's, it's about a school shooting, isn't it? I think. Yeah. yeah. He said, what's up? Yeah, yeah. It's fucking crazy. Fuck That's like joke. the pumped up kick shit. Yeah, for sure. We talked about that last week, too. Yep. Yeah, I love that song. I'm sorry. I, I mean, should I love that song? It's a great fucking it song. It is a great I, I song. It's just, just, it's just really sad, and though. I think they actually stopped doing that. Didn't in Mac set. Miller remix that? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. 
Did he really? It wouldn't surprise me if he did. That would be You cool. know what song I just heard by Mac Miller, speaking of which I never heard before until today? The one with Sia and uh, 88 Keys. You know he produced a whole Scissor record, too? Mac Miller did? I'm pretty what? sure he did like a whole sit, like he did the production on her very first. <laughs> oh, like, I heard this. The non big. Uh, yeah. I, I thought you meant like, you know, like recent. No. Like shit. I'm like, <laughs> he, he I mean, no, no, no. I mean, joking. clearly not, but like, He's I mean, gone. like, like, did Vince's you know, first, fucking you know come on now. <laughs> come on now. Max did that. <laughs> yeah, but he's, uh, man. He put a lot of people on. It's Mac Miller, bro. I mean, he did songs with everybody on TD. One of my favorite oh, Mac uh, Miller albums was the one where he did it live with the internet. That was fun. Yep. I used to listen oh, to it oh, live day. from space. space. Live from space. I used to listen to it every day. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, watching it's, movies yeah. on that out. He's I think Mac Miller was meant to be rapping with a band. Like he sounds so good with a band, man. It's fucking perfect. Like him and the internet, if they would have just been a combined thank you, force, Mac. like thank you, Malcolm. Been great. Thank, thank you, Malcolm. Malcolm. Thank you, Malcolm. Thank <laughs> 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 But yeah. Is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on before I just wrap it up with uh, this day in music? Go out and vote. Go out and vote, for sure. I hope the fucking... Got Super uh, Tuesday. I mean, my preference, I hope Bernie's fucking out there slaying shit, but I know, I just hope that someone in the Democrat gets... I don't know, man. We've been hearing a lot of Mike Bloomberg advertisements lately. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, no matter how you feel about any candidate, you should vote because you're American. No matter yes, how sir. you feel, even if you feel like I'm not American, but you're here and you have citizenship, you're American. Mm-hmm. You have the right to dislike any candidate. You have the right to love any candidate. You have the right to slander any candidate. You have the right to say whatever the fuck you want. Yes, Enjoy your right to be American. Hey, we could be in a country where you can, like, you for instance, me? like a Russia or something like that, where that shit's taboo. And mm-hmm. I'm not political at all. Or South Korea. Or China, where you can't even literally mention the government yeah. without getting arrested. I'm more Kanye than Killer Mike, so what I'm telling you is, <laughs> enjoy being American. It's not all bad. It's 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 fucking cool, man. Yeah, dude, we've come a long way, for sure. And uh, before we wrap this, the one thing I only put down one for this day in music because I wanted to keep it in the theme with um, Women's History Month. So I wrote or that I had down for this one that this day in 1973. Uh, Roberta Flack took home the Grammy for Song of the Year and Record of the Year for the first time I saw your face. Um, there were some other things, but that was the only one that I felt like noting today. So that's, what's up. that's all I got. Um, before we wrap and play the last song, I felt like I wanted to kick it over to you so you can plug some of your social media or whatever whatever oh, you I'm, want. I'm Frost is Rad on everything. That's Frost is Rad. <laughs> R-A-D, not Red. And I want to take the time out to say i i watched i mean listen to your show nice. before i got here like not today mm-hmm. but the format is fucking dope appreciate that it's a good listen it's not a dull moment appreciate and i that. really really appreciate you guys having me it was an honor to be here i enjoyed it and i'm gonna be thinking about this and envisioning more for you guys from here out Hell yeah, man. You're welcome back whenever and anytime you want. uh, You got new music or whatever you're trying to push, holler at us and we'll play it on the show or whatever, man. We we love uh, championing the uh, Metro Detroit artists on this show. Definitely. I'm down to come back whenever. For sure, man. I appreciate it. So, um, E-Man, you got a song queued up for us? I got the song. So, we're going to close it out actually with the artists that we're with. We're going to, and we were thinking about doing this, but you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do it. (laughs) Uh, We're going to go Frost is Rad Fuck school to close this out. <laughs> Which time. is the best message to leave this podcast on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Peace. Perfect, you know? Fuck those textbooks and all that basic shit, nigga. Like, 
we stop. Yeah. I ain't sending her to school, man. <laughs> Look. Look at Kanye. Just 